This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, you're listening to The Narrators. Today's story comes from stand-up comedian and producer of firecracker comedy, Salma Zaki. The theme of the show was distance. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, so I started doing comedy in college uh, in Los Angeles and... I was just doing open mics and shows on campus and whatnot. Uh, and then I would go home to the Bay Area over summer and winter breaks to do more shows and open mics there. And as a naive 19-year-old, uh, I immediately started dating a comedian, um, which, if you guys don't know, that that's not suggested to do that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like dating a coworker, but with way more sexual harassment and no HR department. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that was, you know, that was strange. But this guy was good. You know, we, we loved each other. Uh, we, we, we know we're having a great relationship. And the only thing holding us back was the fact that I was in L.A., he was in the Bay Area, making this a long-distance relationship. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you. So it was tough for me because I already, I lack so much affection, you know, and so adding that kind of barrier to our relationship, like, made it that much harder, right? Especially it was, like, everything was virtual, like, um, we were, like, you know, FaceTiming a lot, and we were, we were talking on the phone every night, but for example, like, he, he had so much affection, and it was just kind of, like, it would get kind of tense. Like, he would, you know, do that cute thing at the end of phone calls where he'd be like, you hang up first. Um, and then I would. <laughs> so I thought he was giving me instructions. I didn't know. So, you know, that kind of caused some tension. And <laughs> he was, you know, like, he was like a teddy bear. Like, he had so much, you know, he was like a teddy bear filled with love. And then I felt like I was like the teddy bear before like, you know, in Build-A-Bear, when, <laughs> before they fill it, like, it's just, like, a flaccid exterior of, like, a stuffed... You know what I'm talking about? Like, a hollow... Like, that was me. That was before they put the little heart in it <laughs> and stuff. And so, you know, that was made it tough. We just... We had... We were so different in that way. And he was, you know, as, like, a young male with so many hormones, he was, you know, craving that intimacy. And I was not. That wasn't... And I think it's because, like, I have, like, due to, like, past experiences, I kind of had a fear of displaying, like, intimacy digitally, if that makes sense. Like, like for example, one time I sent this guy that I was seeing, I sent him, you know, a, photo, a photograph, uh, nude, and <laughs> I, it was in my college dorm room bathroom and so yes you know there was harsh lighting the tiles were beige you know and so yes he did respond with are you at the doctor's office and (laughs) that you know I don't want to send pictures anymore that's not that made me you know forget about all that and so I became really insecure on that front and my boyfriend at the time like he was really trying like he was really like he was sending me links 
to long distance sex toys. Have you guys heard about this? It's, it's like, how horny is society? What are we doing? Like, this is, it was so, I was like, oh my, like, okay, like he was sending me, like, it was a um, vibrator that he could control, okay? And I'm like, okay, I had to tell him, I was like, no offense, but, you know, if I'm masturbating, I don't want you to have any part in this. <laughs> That's kind of the whole thing, is that you're not there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's like I don't I don't want you involved at all and right like if a man is controlling a vibrator like there's gonna be some technical difficulties <laughs> like right like the battery's gonna run out or it's gonna cheat on me or something and so <laughs> I uh, <laughs> but you know I wanted to you know please him and I know like I really loved him and so we, you know, we, we scheduled, you know, a, a, a FaceTime sex. We, we put it in the Google calendar, you know, we, <laughs> and I was, you know, I, I was nervous. I had, it was like losing my, I've never lost my FaceTime sex virginity before. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to prepare. Um, and it ended up being a lot like losing your real virginity. Like it was like super awkward. There was no romance and we never made eye contact. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I don't know. I don't like FaceTime sex. I've decided. I, I found out that I hate it because all you have is your body. You know, like, you can't, like, do any tricks. Like, you can't do your, you know what I mean? Like, like I couldn't call him daddy or else Siri was, like, calling dad. And I was like, no, stop. You know, like, get out of here, pops. Uh, and so... <laughs> You know, so then the time came for the for the event, the scheduled event, and uh, you know, it, like it, it was it was so weird to have like we're both so young and it just felt like we were in a passionless marriage, like forcing time, like making time for each other, and so you know, I was like getting all ready and uh, I was like making sure my roommates were gone because the last thing I would want to happen is for them to overhear me being like, "Can you zoom out, please?" or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Just like that's it looks like a doctor's appointment, you know, like that's look at those balls. But um, so I was, you know, <laughs> familiarizing myself with before he logged on, I was like getting to know the Facebook, the FaceTime platform. I was like, you know, like getting situated and whatnot. And then I found that they had filters. And, you know, I was, you know, I was intrigued by this. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to use a filter. Like, that's fun. Uh, and so I was like looking through the filters and I was like, what do I want to convey? You know? And so I started eliminating some of them. The first one that came up was the, the cat ears. And <laughs> I was like, okay, that's immature. You know, I can't use that down there. That's not appropriate. You know what I mean? Like sexy time is not silly time. So... I moved on from that, um, and then I scrolled, and there was the black and white filter, and I was like, eh. you know, then it looks like I'm, like, memorializing it, you know, and that's strange, and, and I was looking, there were so many, there was, like, a baby filter, that's inappropriate, there was, a, <laughs> there was like, a dragon breathing fire, which was kind of cool, I don't know if you guys can uh, <laughs> think about that image for a sec, I was like, oh, that's fun, but that's, you know, it kind of rem reminiscent of chlamydia, this burning. And so <laughs> I was like, kept looking there. There's so many of these filters were endless. There was like sunglasses. Oh, cool guy. You know, there's like butterflies, rainbows. I'm like, wow, this is so cool, but not appropriate. None of that thing was like fitting the situation that they, <laughs> the occasion. 
So I kept scrolling, and um, I, I decided to go with sepia tone. Um, just a classic, like, I wanted that old-timey Western pussy. Um, I just wanted it to look like a, like a vintage, like, wanted poster, you know? Like, like whose cooter is that? Let's go looking for that, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted it to look like a, like a knick-knack, you know? You find it in a, you know, like, yeah, it's a little used, but it's high in value, you know? Like... <laughs> I wanted just, the, you know, like, the only STD you're getting is tetanus. That's what I... <laughs> and so, you know, uh, on an unrelated note, we broke up shortly after that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Keep it going for Salma and all the storytellers tonight. The Narrators is produced by me, Aaron Rollman, and Ron Doyle, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Our music is by Gabby Gutierrez-Reed and Kevin Matthews. Special thanks to our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, and Great Divide Brewing Company. We'll be back next week with a new episode, and if you're in Denver, please join us for one of our live shows, which take place at Buntport Theatre on the third Wednesday of every month. For more information about the live show or past episodes of this podcast, you can click on the link in our show notes, or you can visit our website, thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you.